My sermon's titled, Eat Me. (laughs) That's a true story. It's titled, Eat Me. (laughs) For three weeks now, we have looked at the sixth chapter of the gospel according to John and have connected it to our faith and particularly to the sacraments that are meant to nourish our faith. For three weeks, we have read, we have studied, Uh, We have struggled. I have struggled a lot to understand what Jesus means when he speaks of the bread of life, when he speaks of the bread that came down from heaven. Through the verses over the last three weeks, we have witnessed just what is at stake for Jesus, just how much we are worth to him. Here now, in the fourth week, he makes himself far too plain. Here now, in the fourth week, we encounter the heart of it all, flesh and blood. In today's passage, he offers us his very own flesh, his very own blood. That same flesh, that same blood that will be stretched upon the cross for our sake. That same flesh and blood which will flow freely from his hands and his feet and from his side for our sake, always for our sake. For many then and now, Jesus' words and imagery today are far too gruesome to comprehend. Yet his goal is to confront us, to confront us head on with God's claim and God's promise upon our lives. More importantly, to remind us that God, who became incarnate, who takes on flesh, did so to be just like us. For in Jesus, the Word is made flesh, and in the sacraments, the Word is given physical, visible form. Once again, we meet the God who will be satisfied with nothing less than our whole selves. This is why Jesus speaks of giving us his flesh and blood. You see, flesh and blood is a Hebrew idiom which refers to the whole person. Heart, mind, spirit, feeling, hope, dreams, fears, concerns, everything. The whole of the person In ancient cultures and tribes up through the Middle Ages, it was believed that if one consumed the flesh and blood of a living creature, then the spirit of that living creature would inhabit, would consume the consumer's soul. In essence, you begin to resemble what you eat. In mind, in body, and in spirit, eat my flesh, drink my blood. So that you, one day, may live a Christ-shaped life. So that you, one day, will live a Christ-inspired life. So that you, one day, will live a Christ-led life. In Jesus, we see that the whole of God meets us to love, redeem, and sustain us, regardless of 
what is good of us, what is bad of us, what is ugly within us. God comes not for a piece of us, but for all of us. In one sense, today's passage sums up the entire gospel witness found in John. For throughout the fourth gospel, we have encountered some of the most familiar images describing our relationship with Jesus, those who believe in him. I am the shepherd, you are the sheep. I am the true vine, you are my branches. I abide in God, you abide in me. In this passage, though, however, as theologian Martin Cooperhaver writes, language is pressed to the limits to express the indissoluble union and inextricable participation of one life in another. For those who receive Jesus, the whole of Jesus, his life clings to their bones and courses through their veins. He can be no more taken away from the believer's life than last Tuesday's breakfast can be plucked from one's body. This is the promise made in the Bread of Life discourse. This is the promise made to us today in the sacraments. God's promise is to be one with us, for us, forever. To stick with us, even in us, no matter what. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. Now, many of us have been conditioned to comprehend Christ from afar, to sit in our pews or our Ikea chairs, to look at a cross on an altar table or stare at an icon, and think of Christ in an abstract type of way. And yet here we are confronted with the reality that the Word made flesh requires that we must begin thinking about Christ through ingestion, through consumption, an intimate, deep engagement. As Paul said in Galatians, it is no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. I acknowledge that Christian faith would be so much easier if it were just a matter of simple belief, simple intellectual assessment. Yet that's not true Christian faith. True Christian faith, incarnational faith, word-made flesh faith, means that we get up, we go forward, we hold out our empty hands, we chew bread, we drink wine, and we swallow. And although today's passage, the imagery, seems rather scandalously carnal, eat my flesh, drink my blood, it reminds us that Jesus intends to have all of us. Every particle of who you are is what he came for, body and soul. His truth, God's truth, wants to burrow deep within us, to consume us as we consume him. 
to permit him to flow through our veins, to be digested and to nourish every particle of who we are, so that we might know eternal life, not simply in the future, but know eternal life here and now, living life defined by God's grace upon grace, that grace for our sake, with every breath that we take. But it begins with eating the flesh and drinking the blood. It begins in participating in Christ's miraculous story of sacrifice and love. Thanks be to God. Amen.